And that'll do it. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended. After a half century, the Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. It is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth here on a Monday. And how about what's coming up tomorrow night? In the midst of all this football, the baseball playoffs, we get the NBA season returning tomorrow night. Two games tomorrow night, tips off. So we had to bring on our Odyssey insider, Ryan McDonough. Joining us right now on the Roma Guest Line is Odyssey NBA insider, Ryan McDonough. You can also hear, uh, excuse me, you can uh, hear him right here with us on the show right now, talking all things NBA. Ryan, happy to have you back. Last time we talked, those Bucks were about to win an NBA title, uh, and we returned for the go round. Ryan, uh, first of all, hope you had a great offseason. Second, are the Bucks your favorite to win it again? Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Always great to be on with you guys. And uh, it's hard to believe another season gets underway tomorrow night. Um, the Bucks are one of the favorites. They're, they're not my pick. Maybe we'll hold that for the, the end of this, this segment. I, I do think they will play in the finals, but I have a Western Conference team uh, beating them in the NBA Finals this year. Um, one of the things I'm, I'm really looking at this offseason, guys, now that we have a sample size with a short offseason from a year ago, how do the teams that advance deep in the playoffs, especially the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns, who uh, went to the finals and played six games in the NBA Finals that lasted until the latter part of July, how do they bounce back uh, with another short offseason on an 82-game schedule? So I, I like Milwaukee, but there are a few teams, including one in the Western Conference, I like a bit better. All right. Well, maybe uh, this next team is the one in the Western Conference that you are alluding to. Uh, you should be following Ryan McDonough at McDNBA at McDNBA. And if you do, you may have noticed over the weekend that, uh, Ryan, you tweeted out some of your favorite win totals for the season. Uh, je- let's, let's start with the Jazz. Uh, you said that is one of your favorites, over 52.5 wins. Why? Yeah, that, that, that's the team I was referring to. And, and in fact, that's my, my championship pick. I, I think you can get uh, pretty good odds uh, on FanDuel. Last I checked, they were around 13, 14 to 1 uh, to win the NBA title. Um, I love the regular season number. They're around 52 and a half. Last I checked, that, I think that's too low. Uh, keep in mind, guys, a year ago, this was a team that was in the top five in offensive efficiency and defensive efficiency. They have the best defensive player in the league, and Rudy Gobert has won three out of the last four Defensive Player of the Year awards. Uh, they flamed out in the second round of the playoffs last year against the Clippers, but a lot of that was due to the injuries to Donovan Mitchell and Mike Connolly. Uh, now Connolly, who signed an extension this offseason, is in his third year in a Jazz uniform. Uh, they have a lot of continuity with their top players, Connolly, Mitchell, and Gobert. Uh, Quinn Snyder's done an excellent job and tends to maximize uh, what that roster has, and this is a dominant home team. You guys remember last year, in, in the middle of the season, there was a stretch where they were winning every home game by 15, 20, or more points. So uh, I really like that bad bet. I put it as one of my best bets. Uh, that's the Jazz over. If you can get a number in the low 50s, uh, I would hammer the Jazz on that over. Hey, Ryan. Aaron Hawksworth here. Nice to meet you. Thanks for joining us. How about the Nets? Very interesting team. Brooklyn has, you know, three of the best offensive players in the league in James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Don't know what's going on with Irving, if he's going to play. Um, the Nets also have a deep roster. They added Patty Mills. That roster is stacked, but it seems like they might just get in their own way. What is your assessment of this Nets team? 
Yeah, Aaron, I'll answer this two different ways. I think the team has enough talent to certainly compete for an NBA championship and even win an NBA championship without Kyrie Irving. I think that's a possibility. Um, from a betting perspective, I, I would stay away from Brooklyn. I think maybe this is me getting burned a year ago. Uh, one of my overpicks last year, in fact, uh, I gave five picks in the preseason in terms of over-unders. Four of them were correct, and the one that was not was the Houston Rockets because of the James Harden debacle. Um, I, I figured they'd either keep Harden and work it out, or if they traded Harden, they'd get Ben Simmons back in return uh, and they'd be above 500 and clearly that did not happen uh, so I bring it up relative to the, the Nets uh, from a betting perspective uh, I'm in the minority I believe but I, I do think Kyrie will get vaccinated and play at some point uh, I know that's uh, it, probably an unpopular opinion um, but I don't know if that'll happen obviously or when it'll happen it's a, it's a complete guess I, I don't even think the Brooklyn Nets know um, so for that reason I, I do think you know if, if you put a gun to my head and I had to bet it I, I do think there's a chance they win more than 55 and a half games uh, with their line at FanDuel, but um, there's so much uncertainty around this team. I, I do think it'll be um, kind of a, a circus all year with people asking about Kyrie, uh, him doing shows on Instagram and things like that. Um, but again, th this team, even if Kyrie doesn't play it all year, um, if Kevin Durant and James Harden are healthy with the role players they brought in this offseason uh, and, and guys like Patty Mills or the guys they re-signed in Bruce Brown Jr. and Blake Griffin, they have enough talent to compete for a championship regardless of whether Kyrie plays. Ryan, let me throw a hypothetical at you because you, you kind of led me there. Uh, there's a circus in Brooklyn right now because they don't know if or when Kyrie's going to play and, and will it be eligible to play if he gets vaccinated. In Philadelphia, Ben Simmons is sitting there not wanting to play. He finally showed up. I don't know if he's actually going to suit up in games or not, but it's, he's at least playing, playing, uh, playing nice so he gets paid right now. Ryan, do you think there's any chance at some point those two teams pick up the phone and say, my problem for your problem, Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving. Is there anything there that could make sense if these teams can't figure it out independently of each other? Yeah, great question, Joe. I actually suggested that deal uh, on Twitter a month or two ago uh, when, when this was starting to uh, develop. Uh, look, I, I think it makes all the sense in the world uh, for the Brooklyn Nets to do it. And in fact, I, I really like that that alignment and that fit because um, you put James Harden on the ball in the point guard role like he was in Houston when he won the MVP and the team won 60-plus uh, games a year a couple times. Um, you, you Kevin Durant's uh, obviously the best wing scorer in the league, one of the best in the league history. And, and then that... Um, versatile defensive guy uh, in Ben Simmons who you can make some plays as a secondary or, uh, in this case, even tertiary playmaker. Uh, I like that alignment a lot. Uh, so I, I think Brooklyn would do that deal. I, I think especially now that uh, they have a reason, they can go to Kevin Durant and say, look, we know you and Kyrie are close. We know he's a big part of the reason that you came here and signed here, but uh, they, they we're, we're not going to do that. We're trying to win a championship, and uh, we're not going to deal with this distraction. So I, I think the Nets would do the deal. Uh, for Philadelphia, um, I, I think – you know, again, the, the, the reason that people uh, around the league are hesitant to trade for Kyrie is the same reason that Brooklyn, uh, the, their players, coaches, and executives are banging their heads against the wall right now. Who knows, you know, what you're going to get. I mean, shoot, they, they, let, let's keep in mind, guys, I haven't seen a lot of people make this point, but Kyrie was the loudest voice against going to Orlando and playing in the bubble a year ago. He, he did not want to play. He's on record, in fact, uh, is saying he didn't think the game should be played. He gave money to WNBA players to support uh, social justice causes, which, look, on its own is a great thing. Uh, but there are a number of people around the league who felt like Kyrie, since he was injured, not able to play, he just didn't think anybody should play. And so I, I bring it up um, not to cast aspersions at Kyrie, but there are questions around the league about his motivation. Does he want to play basketball? And so I think if you're Philadelphia, 
Philadelphia, and you were to trade Ky- uh, Ben Simmons for Kyrie Irving, uh, is Kyrie going to show up in Philadelphia? Is he going to play, even with the vaccination um, you know, rules being a little laxer in Pennsylvania, is it going to be a circus that you inherit from, uh, from Brooklyn? So I, I just don't think that deal will happen because I, I think Kyrie's a little bit radioactive right now, guys. I'm not sure how many teams around the league would even just take him. If Brooklyn just handed him to a team theoretically and said, look, you, you take this guy, he can be on your roster, I'm not sure how many of the other 29 teams would want to deal with Kyrie Irving right now. Uh, Ryan, we mentioned uh, a few moments ago that your favorite over on the season is the Jazz, but your favorite under is the Rockets. Why will Houston go under uh, that short number of 27 and a half? Yeah, I think that one's moved down even since uh, since I posted it. Uh, you know, I'm looking at Fandle now. It's, it's 25 and a half, which uh, yeah, I like a little bit less. Um, but look, the Rockets drafted three rookies in the first round. Jalen Green, who may be rookie of the year, will certainly be in the mix there. He's going to be a big-time scorer, um, but he's a teenager. This is going to take some time. Uh, they also drafted Alperin Shingun, the talented Turkish center, uh, and Josh Christopher, uh, the wing from Arizona State. So they're playing a lot of young guys, even their, you know, quote-unquote veteran guys who returned from a year ago, um, you know, guys like Kevin Porter Jr., um, you know, guys like that are, are relatively young, right? So they're not an experienced team. Uh, they don't have a veteran presence. Um, you know, usually those teams struggle defensively in particular. Um, you know, Christian Wood uh, may be the reason the Rockets have a chance to hit the over just on his own if he, if he stays healthy. Uh, they, they were certainly a lot better when he was in the lineup last year than uh, when he got injured. That's when the team cratered. But um, if you look at a young, inexperienced team like that in the Western Conference, um, and the other factor here, guys, for a team like Houston who knows uh, they're, they're not a playoff team, they're almost certainly not a play-in, team is if they're close to the number late in the year, let's say now that we're back on a normal schedule, you get into March or April, do they pull the plug and steer it to the bottom to try to load up on lottery balls? So, um, you know, at, at 27 and a half, I loved it. At 25 and a half, a little less so, but uh, I do not think the Rockets are going to be a very good team. I think they're clearly one of the worst two teams uh, in the Western Conference, along with Oklahoma City Thunder. What about the Atlanta Hawks appeared in the Eastern Conference Finals? I think they'll probably run it back this year. The win total, 46 and a half. Uh, they won 41 games in that 72-game schedule. I was thinking about maybe looking at the under. I think that Southeast division is going to be difficult. The Heat's improved roster. Um, maybe potential growth from the Hornets. It seems like maybe the Bulls will be better. What are you thinking about the Hawks in that win total? Yeah, I'd go on the other side of that one uh, with you, Aaron. I'd go over on them um, just because of their youth. And I think last year what they did in the regular season uh, was very impressive, especially after Nate McMillan took over for Lloyd Pierce. Uh, they, they, they surged, and they did that with a lot of injuries. And so I bring, it, bring that up because as I look at their team this year, um, their two best two young players signed contracts this summer. Uh, Trey Young signed the max the rookie scale max extension, so they'll put him in Atlanta for at least the next six years. John Collins signed a five-year deal uh, early in free agency. And then as I look at their, um, you know, some of their role players, good role players, but guys like DeAndre Hunter and Danilo Gallinari were injured a year ago. Uh, Cam Reddish is a guy who showed some flashes in the playoffs last year. So I, I think this is a talented team. I think this is a deep team. Usually for me, guys, um, what it takes to hit the over or to feel good about betting the over in the, in the regular season is depth. And I, I like this team's depth. So if the number's in the mid to even upper 40s, uh, I would bet Atlanta on the over um, because I think that this team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals, they have um, one of the best playmakers in the league in Young, and they have talent and depth up and down the roster. Uh, and I think they'll be able to overcome injuries as they did a year ago. 
Ryan, you also have an under on the Pelicans, 39 and a half. Interesting. And, and you know, we're getting to the point now where it feels like if that hits, if that happens, if they do go under and miss the playoffs, we have to start talking about them wasting what they have here in Zion Williamson and his time with this organization. Because, you know, we know young superstars, they don't always stay if, if the success is not their right way in their career, especially in a smaller market. What's your thought on the Pelicans and why the under? Yeah, this is a very important year in New Orleans. Uh, next offseason in 2022, Zion is eligible for uh, a max contract, which he'll certainly be offered. Uh, keep in mind, guys, no player who's ever been offered the max coming off um, the rookie scale or going into the last year of his rookie scale deal has ever turned that down. Um, now, but that doesn't mean that somebody won't be the first, right? So uh, th- there's a lot of pressure on New Orleans to win. Uh, they have not made the playoffs in Zion's first two years in the league. Uh, a, a big part of that pick, which I put out, I think on Saturday uh, I put it out, was that he's not going to be ready to start the year. Zion uh, is out for at least the first couple weeks of the year. And if you look at closely what the team said, they did not say he's going to be back in a couple weeks. Uh, they said, we'll, we'll reevaluate. We'll do some more scans in a few weeks and give you an update at that time, which to me, with a guy whose body is so unique, he's so powerful, uh, and at that size and weight, um, I think they're going to be very cautious with that, as they have been throughout Zion's career. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if Zion's out for a while here to start the season. And then the other factor, guys, is the backcourt play, which is so important in the NBA today. Um, gone off of last year's team, Arlonzo Ball and his backup, Eric Bledsoe. Um, and they, they brought in Devontae Graham from, from Charlotte, uh, which I thought was a little bit of a reach, given that uh, they gave up a first uh, to get Graham. So I, I have some concerns about New Orleans. Um, I don't overweight preseason too much or overreact to it, but the Pelicans look pretty poor uh, in the preseason games I watched. And then I think without Zion in a thin backcourt, they could be in trouble out of the gate. And I think if that happens, the pressure will mount on the Pelicans. Ryan, have you taken a look uh, at any of the awards, which you don't have to get, of course, all your bets in before the year starts. These uh, things change on a daily basis, but MVP, six man, most improved coach of the year, any of those? Yeah, um, boy, I have, I have a lot of thoughts. I'll, I'll just go with the first two that come to mind. Uh, MVP, I, I think Giannis uh, not being the favorite is a little bit of a head-scratcher to me. Um, again, he's won it two out of the last three years. The, the step he made in the playoffs a year ago, um, you know, doing it under pressure on the biggest stage, uh, especially after the strained knee and then getting down 0-2 against Phoenix in the finals, uh, watching him in preseason, it does look like his shooting has improved. And as you guys know, if he improves even incrementally with a shot, um, he's going to be unguardable. So he's my MVP favorite. I would hammer that. I've seen that at about 8-1. to one. Uh, And then uh, another bet I really like, I, I know Jordan Poole's getting a lot of love for most improved player. I understand that. He looked terrific in the preseason for Golden State. Uh, I really like Tyler Harrow. I, I believe he led the preseason in scoring. He was great as a rookie, uh, especially in the Orlando bubble. He struggled last year. Um, but, but I look at his body. I look at the work he put in this offseason. I think Harrow's going to have a big bounce back year. So I really like him in the most improved player mix. Great stuff. Ryan McDonough, we appreciate you hopping on. I'm sure we'll be reaching out a lot as uh, basketball is back now. That was Odyssey and, uh, NBA insider Ryan McDonough on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckQL. We'll have our own NBA preview tomorrow. Our favorite bets for the season. Futures win totals. We'll do that tomorrow. Coming up on the other side. It's time for some lightning bets here. We got Monday Night Football, and we have Game 3 of the American League Championship Series. We'll hit that next. It's BetQL Daily presented by FanDuel Sportsbook right here on the BetQL Network. 
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.